my update for Monday, November 23rd. In terms of stimulus, the New York Times is reporting that advisors to Joe Biden are saying that with the increase in COVID-19 cases and the resulting shutdowns and lockdowns, it's looking increasingly likely that our economy will be looking at a double-dip recession early next year. And therefore, these advisors are pushing for Pelosi and Schumer and other Democrats to make a stimulus deal with Senate Republicans, even if it's for less than what the Democrats want. Remember, thus far, what has Biden said about lame duck stimulus? All he said is that he's with Pelosi, he's with Schumer, and that we need to pass the HEROES Act. That's what Biden has said in public. That's safe. He doesn't want to, before he even gets inaugurated on January 20th, to make waves with the two most powerful congressional Democrats. But maybe behind closed doors, what the New York Times is reporting here is what might be actually happening. Obviously, these are anonymous sources the Times has here. Mm -hmm. Times says, many of the president-elect's advisors have become convinced that deteriorating economic conditions from the renewed surge in COVID-19 infections and the looming threat of millions of Americans losing jobless benefits in December amid a wave of evictions and foreclosures require more urgent action before year's end. That could mean moving at least part of the way toward Mr. McConnell's offer of a $500 billion package. But again, we haven't seen, at least publicly, any willingness to compromise from either the Democrats nor the Republicans here. So I take this report with a grain of salt, but somebody's saying something. Jen Psaki, who is on the Biden transition team, said there needs to be emergency assistance and aid during the lame duck session to help families, to help small business. There's no more room for delay, and we need to move forward as quickly as possible. I will remind you that obviously those on Biden's transition team and Biden himself are not in the White House yet, but the incoming administration still has huge influence here politically for obvious reasons. Now, this report from the Times is obviously interesting, but until I hear something along the lines of compromise from the mouths of both Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, I'm not holding my breath. I'm just not. Both sides have dug in so much already, particularly after the election, that any one-sided compromise here will look like a loss. But hey, if both sides compromise, they could save some face, right? Just saying. Also, keep in mind that just this morning, it is being reported, contrary to that New York Times report, that spokesman for the Biden transition team, Andrew Bates, is saying that it is incorrect that the Biden team is pushing Democrats for a quicker but potentially smaller stimulus. According to a Washington Post reporter, Bates said this is incorrect. The president-elect fully supports the speaker and leader in their negotiations. I would say to that, what negotiations? But I would also say that this spokesman is possibly just referring to the public-facing position at this point. Behind closed doors, something else might be going on, as New York Times is saying. But again, I'm not holding my breath. Looking forward to 2021 after Inauguration Day. Obviously, if Dems win both Georgia Senate races, that changes the game significantly. We'll have Schumer as majority leader, a Democrat-controlled Senate, as well as a Democrat-controlled House. But what if the Senate remains controlled by Republicans? Meaning Republicans win at least one of those Georgia runoffs in January. Well, again, anonymous sources are saying that Biden could possibly be willing to issue executive orders extending housing, moratoriums, and student loan payment deferrals, and perhaps a more gradual repayment of the Trump payroll tax deferral that some businesses took advantage of. In terms of that White House transition, Joe Biden is expected to nominate Antony J. Blinken as Secretary of State. Blinken was formerly a Deputy Secretary of State under Obama and began his career at the State Department under President Bill Clinton. Also, Biden and Kamala Harris are ex expected to meet today virtually with the United States Conference of Mayors, which includes over 1,400 leaders of cities in the United States. Obviously, the main topic of conversation will be COVID-19 response. In terms of COVID-19, we had 100 
841,648 COVID-19 cases yesterday with 844 deaths. We're seeing new restrictions across the country. Here in Los Angeles County, where I live, not only has indoor dining been suspended, but yesterday county officials announced that outdoor dining will be shut down as well, effective 10 p.m. this Wednesday. So for the first time since May, here in Los Angeles County, we will only be able to get takeout and delivery from restaurants Obviously, this is crushing to so many individuals who work at these establishments to get this news that goes into effect the day before Thanksgiving. And there's not that $600 boost right now, right, like there was previously, like when this happened previously in the springtime. This just boggles my mind. It really does. But what's going on in your area? What kind of lockdowns and restrictions are you seeing? Let me know in the comments. In terms of vaccine news, a coronavirus vaccine developed by Oxford University in collaboration with the British-Swedish pharmaceutical company AstraZeneca is said to be up to 90% effective when administered at a half dose and then a full booster a month later. It's interesting. They did some tests. The vaccine was only 62% effective when two full doses were given at least a month apart. But when the first dose was dropped to a half dose and then a full dose was given a month later, the effectiveness rose to 90%. They're still not sure exactly why. They're saying that maybe that initial half dose kind of prepared the body's immune system for inoculation. And then that second dose, the full dose really kicked in the body's defenses at that point. Now, despite the lower reported effectiveness rate, there are some advantages to this vaccine over the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. For example, the AstraZeneca vaccine is likely to be cheaper and does not need to be stored at sub-zero temperatures, but can simply be kept in normal refrigerators that exist in any pharmacy or doctor's office. Pfizer's vaccine, on the other hand, has to be stored at negative 70 degrees Celsius, which approximately translates to negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit. And Moderna's, while it can be stored in a refrigerator for 30 days, it must be frozen at negative 20 degrees Celsius after that, which approximately translates to negative 4 degrees Fahrenheit. AstraZeneca has said that their vaccine is already being manufactured, with the first 4 million doses possibly being ready next month, with 40 million possibly being delivered in Q1 2021. By spring, the company says it, as well as its partners worldwide, could be producing 100 million to 200 million doses a month. AstraZeneca said it will be seeking regulatory approval by the British government shortly, and the British government has already ordered 100 million doses. All right, everybody, that is my update for this morning. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye. Stephen Gardner, Stephen Gardner on the stimulus check. Secretary of Treasury Steve Mnuchin retrieves $455 billion from Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve to be used to help the American people. What does this mean? Well, you won't want to miss today's update. Hello and welcome to today's November 23rd second stimulus check update and second stimulus package update. Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve returned $455 billion to Steve Mnuchin. Representative Ocasio-Cortez blasts the Senate for eight minutes straight about not getting a stimulus package done. 
If you're a subscribed member of my community, then welcome back. And if you're not, consider subscribing right now. All right, now I'm going to give a short stimulus update, and then I'm going to talk about getting out of debt. I will let you know uh, when I'm switching gears so that you can jump off, or feel free to stay on for a few minutes. Um, it should be good information. Now, the contest for helping 20 families get $100 for groceries, that ends tonight at midnight. Um, so thank you for those that have helped and also for those that have signed up. Uh, the winners will be contacted via email. All right, now Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin was able to recapture that $455 billion from the original CARES Act that was given as part of five lending programs to Jerome Powell and the Federal Reserve. With markets stabilizing and the lending programs not being as necessary or popular as originally expected, that money has sat dormant until now. Uh, Steven Mnuchin issued a letter last week demanding the return of that money. Uh, there was some pushback saying we might need that money to stabilize the market, but ultimately Steve Mnuchin said return the money, we want to use it for other things. Now Mitch McConnell has said that he wants to use that $455 billion towards the next stimulus package. He says it has already been appropriated and allocated for the coronavirus situation, and that's what he wants to use it for. Now, remember, last week I told you that on the Democrat side, Chuck Schumer has jumped back in for uh, helping Nancy Pelosi. And on the Republican side, we have Mitch McConnell, Steve Mnuchin, Kevin McCarthy, and Mark Meadows of the White House for the Republican side of the negotiations. Uh, they have agreed that this clawed back money should be part of the next stimulus package. However, it's not clear what they plan to do with that money. Now, McConnell and Mnuchin have had discussions about how to allocate and appropriate that money into the U.S. economy, but it has not become public how they plan to disseminate and push that money through the U.S. Uh, economic system. It is unclear right now whether that $455 billion will be used for unemployment or for uh, more PPP money, but with the other $138 billion of unspent PPP money, uh, there could be a standalone bill with stimulus checks uh, with that $455 billion, but I'm, I'm not the type in my economy to hype things up or get anyone's hopes up. Right now, I don't know whether that will be a standalone bill before the end of 2020 or whether they will try to roll that into a larger, a larger uh, comprehensive all-in-one package. It, it's not clear, but that money did come back and that $138 billion we now know about needs to be released into the economy. Of this money, Stephen Mnuchin of the Treasury said we need this money to go to help small businesses that are still closed or hurt, no fault of their own, or people who are going to be on unemployment that is running out. Now, remember, uh, the PPP money didn't run out, but the ability for businesses to request money did run out. Uh, also, uh, the people that are on unemployment, such as gig workers or self-employed, their ability to get unemployment runs out on December 31st, if something is not put into place uh, before then, 
and then of course there's people that are on on unemployment over 15 million people on unemployment with only their state uh, approved amount of unemployment not that federal boost so this money could definitely go to that it could also go to stimulus checks uh, but as of right now we don't know what we do know and this is sad is that the senate is off this week for the holiday break but they will be back next week and they are in for three weeks uh, to get something done so they were on a week off a week now they're going to be back for three weeks some analysts have said that with this stimulus negotiation dragging out uh, this the need for a larger stimulus relief package will become necessary for the american people however other ana analysts including goldman sachs have said recently that it may actually need to be smaller with the economy recovering the stock market stabilizing and the distribution of not two but now three vaccines that the federal government was able to fast track through operation warp speed so because of those things goldman sachs says it's actually going to be smaller now listen the, the, the difference between the 2.2 trillion and the 3.4 trillion is not really additional money for the, the, the American citizen. It's just for other programs. So whatever they need to do to get those stimulus checks out and unemployment and uh, help with rental and mortgage, uh, they need to get going on something very, very quickly. Again, uh, it seems that every analyst and economist has data to back up their own opinion. Uh, but at this point, it's all opinions and all talk and very little action. We need the House of Representatives and the Senate to come together and get something done for the American people. Now, Joe Biden's team came out and said that they are not in favor of a smaller stimulus and that they will support the current stimulus package. However, they did not clarify whether they are talking about the $2.2 trillion or the $3.4 trillion package. Uh, some of Biden's economists, however, have said that there isn't time for the larger deal to be done in February. A deal must get done now, or we may see a stall in the U.S. economy, which would be a bad way to kick off 2021. And we may not see a full recovery without stimulus until 2022. So they definitely need to get something done right away. Now, Representative... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez spent nearly eight minutes last week blasting the Senate. I mean, aggressively blasting the Senate for not getting a stimulus package done. She blasted the Senate for going home while others may lose their home. She blasted the Senate for taking a week off to eat with their family while millions of Americans are food insecure. While I don't always agree with what Ms. Cortez says, uh, I think her eight minutes of blasting the Senate were probably well-earned and deserved. Um, she said many things out loud that I'll bet most of us have thought privately. So uh, you can go look that up if you'd like. I'm not going to repeat word for word. It's eight minutes. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, even though the Senate is on recess, uh, top officials from the House of Representatives and the Senate are still having calls and discussions. So as there are new developments and information, I will share that with you. But this is my stimulus update for the day. Uh, as I know more, I will share more. I wish to remind you that you are amazing. And I appreciate you being in my community. Now, uh, recently, 
I shared with you the importance of shedding bad debt, right? There's good debt that brings money to your household. There's bad debt that pushes money away from your household. Uh, and it's important to know the difference. Now, one of the strategies, remember I told you about 10 days ago that there are four really powerful strategies for getting out of debt faster. The snowball approach, the avalanche approach, um, this idea of velocity banking, and then the uh, index cash flow method. Today, I want to talk about the snowball approach, uh, which is the most popular. It's not necessarily the fastest, but it depends on your situation. This is one that I use with my private coaching clients. Now, as I said before, bad debt would be things that uh, take money away from you. For example, credit card debt almost always takes money away from your household cash flow and uh, has high interest rates, or it gets people in this, um, th this um, pattern of jumping from one 0% interest rate to the, to the next, but without actually reducing the balance. And so people can get caught uh, in, in this trap. Now, what the snowball strategy is, what you need is really two things. You need to be organized with all of your debts on one page. You need to know how much you owe, what the minimum is, and what you've been paying, right? The second thing that you need is you need margin, right? Now, margin is any money between what you bring home from, from your income and what you spend. That in-between difference is called margin or the debt drive-down amount, right? You need to have something and you use that and you strategically get out of debt. So with the snowball, remember in old-fashioned cartoons, a snowball would start maybe this big and it would roll down the hill and, and by the end it was just this massive destructive uh, snowball that would wipe out any cartoon character, right? So that's what you're going to do, right? So you're going to start with the smallest balance, and you're going to pay the minimum on all the other debts, which which seems really weird to do, right? But with, with that one, you're going to take your margin or your additional debt drive down amount, and you're going to apply that. What you're going to do is you're going to aggressively attack that smallest debt. Well, guess what? When that's paid off, now you have the, the margin or the drive down debt, plus you just picked up that minimum payment from that one, don't go spend it on something else. Combine those two. Now your snowball just got a little bit bigger. Now you apply that bigger amount onto the next debt along with its minimum. And then when you pay that one off, now your snowball's bigger. I think you see the idea. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger as you pay off more and more debts. Now you will have to decide whether a mortgage is good or bad debt. I can mathematically uh, persuade people that it's good or bad. And so it just ultimately comes down to you. But that's how it works. Uh, it is a fantastic strategy, and it has been proven to shave months or even years off of your get-out-of-debt plan. It has also been proven to shave hundreds or even thousands or tens of thousands of dollars off of the interest that you would waste on your debt situation. So anyway, that's the snowball approach. I'll probably do another one, uh, another video where I actually have numbers and walk through. Maybe a client will give me uh, permission to use their numbers uh, to walk through. But right now, getting out of debt may be more important than growing your investments. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. But if you're earning 5% in the market 
and you're paying 28%, something's out of balance and you need to look at your own debt situation. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this information on the snowball effect for getting out of debt faster. I want to remind you that you are amazing. I appreciate you being in my community, and I'll see you on the next video.